live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Paul is with us in Minneapolis. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, thanks for taking the call. I have another should we pay off the house early out of our retirement question for you. Okay. Why is this one different? Um, <laughs> well, we're my wife and I are both retired. Uh-huh. I'm, 50, I'm 61, she's 58. We retired with the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And... I've got a number of differing opinions from our financial guy. I've got mm-hmm. friends that work in the finance industry. I worked for a bank in 30 years. And mm-hmm. um, I guess just looking for another opinion, maybe one with a little bit more credence than some of the others, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, so how much do you own your home? Uh, so it's a $450,000 house. We owe 170. And how much do you have in your um, nest egg? We are debt. What's that? How much, what's your net worth? What do you have in your nest egg? Um, net worth is about a million and a quarter. We've got uh, just over a million of that is uh, investment and retirement. If your house was paid um, off, why, if, house. if your house was paid off, why would you go borrow on it? Uh, we would not. Then what's the difference? I, I guess it's just okay. Let me rephrase the question. Maybe a, a, a better question is: if we decide to do this, is it a process over multiple years to ease a tax burden? Do we just bite the bullet and take the hit and do it once? Or how how would I do it? I've been doing this 30 years. I've never had anybody call me back and say they were pissed off because they paid off their house. Fair enough. So one shot or would you? uh, I'd write a check today. I'd be debt free. I'd have been debt free yesterday if I were you. And quit listening to all these idiots. There's a lot of idiots out there running around with an opinion about your money, and you're a millionaire. What's your mortgage payment? Uh, I'll, I'll, go ahead. What's your mortgage payment right now? Mortgage payment is what, twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay, you'd free up most of that, which then now you can invest. So yes, you'll lose some out of that investment account, but you're going to still invest for the next twenty years. Dude, you're just going to sleep so well, much better tomorrow. Remember. I mean, we're both retired, so yeah. invest is rolling, not necessarily yeah. additional. You, you have almost zero risk in this situation because you could write a check at any minute and pay it off if you got in a pinch. You don't really need the money in one way or the other. It's all about, you know, what is your end goal? When you're 85, do you want to have a mortgage? You know, why would you keep it? There's no reason to keep it. You wouldn't go borrow on a paid-for house in order to have more money to invest. And so... Write a check and sleep better tomorrow. Tonight, pay it off tonight. Hit the submit button. And then when you go and you get the mortgage release in the mail, make a copy of it, take your shoes off, walk into the backyard, have a mortgage-burning party, and tell me that didn't feel good. I mean, there's just no there's just no downside to this. Um, you know, you're a million. You're going you're gonna to be okay either way if you don't follow our advice, if you follow those idiots' advice. But if I've got a financial person that's telling me to stay in debt, I'm getting a new financial person. Period. Because, George, we studied 
10,167 millionaires. The number of them that told us that they became wealthy because they borrowed on their home in order to invest was precisely zero. None of them leveraged their personal residence to build their wealth. None of them. And so the idea that I continue to leverage my personal residence in the name of building wealth is an asinine based on the millionaire data. Well, we're seeing so much more of this because people have their record low mortgage rates they don't want to let go of, Dave. So yeah, like, why would God, I pay off my mortgage? You know, but I got your mortgage rate beat. You know what my mortgage rate is? Zero. I don't have one. Hello. Heck of a rate. Zero. I got the best rate. <laughs> Come on, man. So when Seriously. rates go up and down, you don't have to worry about them because you don't need debt anymore. It's a great feeling instead of worrying about what the market's doing. So, yes, it hurts to write that check and lose that much money, mm-hmm. lose, quote unquote, but you never really had it if you owed it to the lender in the first place. Yeah, Paul, pay it off, son. Pay it off. You're, you're, there's a bunch of intangibles that you're not even considering in this decision. You're still acting like it's primitive math, um, or at least the idiots advising you are. So you're going to sleep different. Your wife's going to look at you like a hero. Never never once have we had a wife said, you know, my husband borrowed deeply on our mortgage, and he's my hero. Never came up. I love the Kermit vibe she had, too. That's great. <laughs> kind of a Miss Piggy meets Kermit. Uh, well, it's the best I can hero. do. It's the best I can do. Uh, Anna is with us. Or is it Anna or Anna? It's Anna, I'm sure. And she's in Grand Rapids. Is it Anna? Is that right? Yes, it's Anna. Hey, how can I help? So I recently paid off all of my student loans and am debt-free. Yay! Way to go! Thank you. Yeah. So I I couldn't have done it without you. So, um, But I have my three, six months of expenses. Uh, I just finished that up. And I'm wondering now if I should be investing my 15% or if I should be saving for a wedding that my boyfriend and I are planning to have in about a year and a half. So I'm wondering if wedding. I'm saving for that. Wedding. Yeah? Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you are you guys it? paying for this on your own? Um, we think so. We don't really want it. Like that's, we just want to plan for that. And then if some, something comes, then we'll go for it. But yeah, we kind of just want to plan on doing it ourselves just in case. Okay. I would set a very specific goal, a number you're trying to hit to save. And I would try to hit that before the year and a half is over and then begin investing. You got that money set aside. You know you're not going to have to go into debt for this wedding. That is the goal here. And so that's why we're telling you save for the wedding first. Because what happens is you start investing 15%. The wedding was over budget. Now we got to put it on a credit card. For sure. Yeah. So so what do you think you're going to spend? Um, we're thinking maybe between, I would say probably, we were thinking between 20 and 30, depending on what rates are, but. Um, probably 25 is the goal we set. Okay. Well, if you, uh, yes, that, that, by the way, that's about an average wedding in America right now. So, um, you're not above average. You're not below average. You're right around there. It's 28,000 last year. So the, um, the thing is having, um, three grown kids that all got married and, uh, I was involved in the budget because I was paying for it. Um, or at least part of it anyway, on one, all but one, all of it, but well, anyway, my part the bride's part and then my son we participate some so have a detailed budget not a general goal lay it out okay this is how much we're going to spend on the photographer this is how much we get on the dress this is how much we spend on the uh, reception and uh, treat it i'm sorry but treat it like a project you're managing a project you are so you have a timeline you have a budget 
and you you know you stick to it what must be true well we can't have that we got to have this instead if you don't have a very specific thing then you'll line item you'll, you'll get into a mess there but that sounds reasonable i would say for the wedding first this show is sponsored by better help hey it's dr john deloney and one of the most common questions i get is how to get something off your chest a deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. George Camel Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. George Camel will be doing a live virtual training this month to help you get clarity with your money. Sometimes those are called webinars, I think. So you're going to learn more about margin in your finances, spend guilt-free, make a budget for you that works. The next one's happening September 26th at 12.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Central. So it's a lunch deal, George. That's right. And I'm taking my lunch break to do this. So I would appreciate all of you joining me. We're going to actually walk through very tactically what it looks like to create margin in your every dollar budget. We'll show you how to set it up, how the paycheck planning tool works, what to do, what sacrifices to make to spend less, make more, to get out of that stressful money cycle. Free. Totally so to free. sign up, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. And um, September 26th would be like this week. That's, that's, that's coming uh, up. That's like tomorrow for most of you, yeah. So, uh, And you yeah. can also get the replay. A lot of people say, Dave, I can't make it on my lunch break. Sign up anyways. We'll send you a link to watch the replay. Still yeah. worth signing up. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. Free webinar, free virtual training. I like virtual training. Yeah, webinar, webinar doesn't. Ex- I'm way more exciting than webinar a webinar. Webinar sounds very geeky. You deserve better than a virtual webinar. Virtual training sounds very high tech. I like uh, that. I like it, George. It works, man. I gotta One day it. we'll all be AI, anyways. So you'll you'll still get the live version of me today yeah. before the robots take over. Not me. Not me. You no. don't think AI could replace you, Dave? It already has. <laughs> Have you not seen it? Have you not seen that? Stuff? No. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, the deep fake. They can it's deep fake your hilarious. voice. Hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, there's actually one guy that's running a scam. I've seen that, that on, on social yeah, media. On social media. Yeah. They're going to get what's coming to them. Yeah. I wouldn't so, mess with Dave Ramsey. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, we just had the lawyer call him and explain it to him, but you know, you know, so but they knew that. They knew they were scam guys. So it's just but it's like me giving advice and then they Change the voice. Poorly done audio yeah. voiceover. It's not even AI, I don't think. I think it's just a bad voice. A bad impression? That's even more offensive. You'd almost rather have a robot screwed up than a real person go, I'm Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Is that what it would sound like? Kind of. I do a terrible version That's, of you. That was that was really bad. I know. I don't have that southern drawl. All right. <laughs> Pam's in Los Angeles. Hey, Pam, welcome to the Ramsey Show. 
Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's I up? Am a six, I am a 66-year-old widow in good health. The only retirement I have is property, a home, and a prop, and land that I own in Nolensville, Tennessee. It's fully, fully paid for. I generate um, about $19,000 a year rental income. Uh, there's about $2,000 in property taxes every year. Mm-hmm. I've got people. My other income is my Social Security, which is 1800 And then I rent out two rooms in the house that I'm in in California for $1,100 a month. Um, That together brings my income to about Mm $54,000. If I sell the property, I'll lose that $20,000. I've got people telling me to sell and invest, sell and put it in CDs, don't sell. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what's what's going to do with it. What's it worth? Probably six. It was worth more before the laws changed, but it's worth say six to seven hundred thousand. Okay. And uh, the only kicker, other thing that makes it a little tricky, my son and wife are looking to relocate either to Huntsville or Nashville in the next three to five years. Not not tricky at all. Uh, Unless it's a family, is it a family place or something? Is it a family Uh, home place or? It was never a family home. My husband and I bought it and only lived there a few months before we were transferred to California. Okay. Do you have a property so management company running it? Okay. So you're you're making a, you're making two point eight percent on your money. Okay. She doesn't charge that much, but okay. It's, you're, it's no, you're you're making nineteen thousand dollars on six hundred thousand. Right. That's two point eight percent. Okay certifiably horrible okay yeah so yes i think whoever told you to sell it um and sit down with a quality investment advisor if you don't have one click smartvestor at ramseysolutions.com will help you find who we endorse in your area to sit down and teach you what you could put some of this money in but if you Mm -hmm. made if you made five percent on your money basically you would double your money if you made ten percent on your money you would quadruple your money and yeah. somewhere between okay. five and ten is what you should be making depending on mm-hmm. how much how much you you know what you want to put it in in mutual funds so I, i'm almost mm-hmm. I'm, you know i'm 63 if i in my situation meaning that the, what i'm comfortable with i would put in my case a hundred percent of that in mutual funds and my mutual mm-hmm. funds have averaged 10 to 15 percent depending on the year Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, um, okay. and so I would be making close to a hundred thousand dollars a year where you're making 19, but now that those mutual mm-hmm. funds go up and down in value more than that property does, but whoop de doop you're not making anything. Mm-hmm. So okay, it must be raw land, is it? And no, well, it's five acres of raw land and then a single family house on it. Yeah, it's under rented severely. It's under rented yeah. severely. Yeah, based on its value. Because, uh, but okay. even then, even then, I, I, you don't want a rental property in Nolansville, Tennessee, when you live in Los Angeles. So, I'm going to mm-hmm. sell that and put it in mutual funds, a good mix of which you could determine after you learn a little bit more about it. But sit down with a good investment advisor, at a smart investor, if you don't have one, they'll help you do it. They'll show you what to do, but teach you what you're doing. 
and then you can make that decision. You may have some taxes on this as well when you sell it. You need to set that aside, but you will have some taxes, but depending on how long you've had it. It sounds like you've had it a long time, so you may have substantial capital gains, but still you're going to come out ahead. Yeah, you're just, you can't, you're pinching every penny because you're only making 2% on your money. Yeah, and a lot of people, Dave, are fooling with real estate. And then we asked them, hey, what are you making on this thing? Well, 500 bucks a month, 1,000 bucks a month. I'm like, 10 grand a year? That's not life-changing money comparatively to if you just didn't fool with the real estate and invested it. Yeah. And you could make returns that are much greater than that. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here. If you're going to go through the hassle of real estate, I love real estate, but you should make more on it than the stock market's paying. So if the stock market's averaging 10 to 12%, you ought to make more than that on your real estate, all things included. I mean, including the value increases and other things. But if you're going to screw around with renters and deal with, you know, air conditioners breaking and all that stuff, then, you know, you would want to make more for the hassle factor than you would make just putting in a mutual fund and forget it. So, Especially uh, long distance. That's always a nerve-wracking situation when yeah. you're across the country. There's nothing in this property for you, Pam, that sounds fun to me. Sounds like a good thing to be out of. Christina is in Seattle. Christina, what's up? Hi, thank you guys so much for taking my call and everything you guys do. You too. How can we help? I'm calling in. Um, my husband and I are in baby step two, and we're down to our final debt, which is $132,000 of student loans. Mm-hmm. With repayment coming back online, I've looked into some options to lower my higher interest rate loans down, and I'm not sure if it's worth it to do the refinancing. Okay. Uh, you get one shot if they're federal. Is it a lower interest rate? It is. So out of my 132000 a 100000 of those are at 6 to 7.5% on a 15-year term loan. And I can refinance down to 5.5 on a 10-year loan is okay. the best option, that the lowest option I yeah, have. Yeah, sure. And then, and then pay it off in three or two or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, three. Three is the plan that we're on right now. Okay. Three years to pay everything off. Yeah, a, l- a lower interest rate helps. So 1% is $1,000 a year on hundred grand, right? Okay. That's what saves you. So $1,000 doesn't solve the problem. You being pissed off and getting out of debt solves the problem, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'll take 1000 to the good instead of 1000 to the bad. Okay. The only place where my, my we were kind of concerned is that it raises the minimum payment up significantly. And You're raising the minimum payment anyway. You're getting out of debt in yeah, three years. Yeah, paying extra on it's going to do that. Yeah. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Whoopty. Yeah. We're not, we're not keeping this thing around like it's a pet. We're getting rid of it. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Scott and Jenna are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Hey, George. Welcome. Good to have you guys. Where do you live? Davenport, Florida, just south of Orlando. Oh, yeah. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid? 94000 Cool. How long did that take? 33 months. Okay. And your range of income during that time? 76 to 145 Okay. Very cool. Good. Very good. So what kind of debt was the 94? It was our mortgage. Yay! Love it, love it. Congratulations. House and everything. Look at it weird, people. That's right. So what's this house worth? About 350 I love wow. it. And how much in your nest egg in your retirement? About 95000 Excellent. Well done, guys. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Already half a millionaires. Look at you. How old are you? 
36. 33. Wow, well done, you guys. Good work. It's Good incredible. Work. So what started this journey uh, 33 months ago? Pay off the house and be weird. I know. It kind of starts a little bit farther back, really, when we first bought the house. We were pretty normal. We got the 30-year mortgage, and we knew about the Dave Ramsey principles and the baby steps, but we applied them here and there, <laughs> kind of Dave-ish, and uh, we held on to the credit card and didn't really make much progress on the mortgage for the first several years, as could be expected. And um, fast forward to 2020, we started tuning in to the Ramsey Show on podcast and listening to the debt-free screams really got us fired up to pay off our mortgage. And so we submitted to refinance and get a lower interest rate and start paying things off. Then we hit a bump in the road, COVID hit, we both got furloughed. Oh, So that delayed things a little bit, but um, August of 2020, just several months later, um, the refinance went through and we were back in our jobs. And so that was kind of our kickoff moment. What really got things up to speed was in January 2021, just a few months later, <clears throat> I got a new job as a result of an MBA that I just finished. And uh, we started uh, coordinating Financial Peace University at church. Oh. And our uh, class challenged us to really walk the walk. And so wow, we, they challenged uh, the we coordinator. kind of called the out the coordinator. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. we downloaded every dollar and got our budget nice and organized and focused. And from then on, we were just laser focused on the mortgage. We had a couple promotions over the next couple of years that increased the income. Uh, so we increased our giving, but the rest, we maintained our lifestyle. So we had that margin to just keep catapulting on the mortgage. That's wow. incredible. I love this. The unexpected blessing of coordinating an FBU class is that it puts your button to gear because like I can't lead this class and not be doing a budget and not be trying to hit my financial goals. Exactly. Definitely. And you guys did that without the lifestyle creep, even increasing your income. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's just as motivating to um, be coordinating the class and to hear from those who are taking the class um, as participating as just, you know, someone that signed up for it. Yeah, way to go, you guys. Excellent, excellent, excellent work. So proud of y'all. Well Thank done. You. How's it feel to not have a payment in the world? <sighs> so good. <laughs> wow. What's the first big thing to do you to celebrate? So we actually just did it a few months ago. The same month that we submitted our final payment, we went on a two-week vacation to Hawaii. Yeah. Celebrate our 10-year anniversary as well. There you go. Good for you. Well done, guys. Well done. You. Now, you got all the rest of your life to do nothing but be generous and build wealth. Exactly. You're going to be in a great position. Absolutely amazing. All right. Tell folks what the key, because your coordinators now, I mean, your coordinators like a boss now, right? <laughs> so uh, your coordinators, uh, what is the key to getting out of debt? House and everything when you're 36 years old. Without a doubt, the budget for us transitioning from the Excel spreadsheet to the every dollar budgeting app made a huge difference for us just to be able to see every transaction come in. This is an unpaid commercial, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's great. Um, but to see every transaction come in and be able to update it in live time was really helpful. Um, but then being on the same page with our long-term goals, because for us, we want to be able to meet needs as we see them come in. And so not having that house payment, not owing anybody really frees up that income to do that. Um, but also, I think just being content with where you are and what you have, um, not trying to keep up with the Joneses as you go, um, having that delayed gratification. Um, and then really just like not underestimating the small sacrifices and the difference that those can make too um, because it really helps you to build that muscle of discipline as you look at the bigger decisions that you have to make. And um, recently we heard it put um, that there's no comfort in the growth zone and no growth in the comfort zone. Ooh. So. 
That's there it good. Is. Ding ding. Right Dave's going to steal that quote if you don't accredit yeah, somewhere. Definitely. I like that. <laughs> That'll show up somewhere. Yeah, definitely. No growth in the comfort zone, no comfort in the growth zone. Yeah, that's true. That's really where it happens. That's amazing. Well done, you guys. Thank very, you. very, Thank very you. well done. This is exciting. What I love about this, what I'm realizing is those in Baby Step 7 who pay off their house, there's this natural letting go of caring what other people think. But it's weird that when you're broke is when you're trying to keep up. And when you have all these payments up to your eyeballs and you let go of it and pay it all off and you go, why are we doing that? We why? got bigger goals in life. Why was I worried about that guy? Yeah. Who, wait a minute, what you got? <laughs> yeah, that. Now you're worried about who can we give to this month yeah. instead of who do we got to impress this month. That's yeah. a very different life. Exactly. Yeah. So proud of you guys to figure it out that early. Yeah, it takes well, people their whole lifetime to get that. Absolutely. Very well done. Hey, we've got the Live and Give box for you. That's the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. That's the next step in your journey for sure. And the Total Money Makeover book giveaway gets somebody started. And since you're coordinating a class, we'll give you another Financial Peace University membership. Awesome. You'll find someone to give that to, I'm sure, that needs it. Absolutely. And uh, they'll be able to encourage them on their journey. Thanks for leading the class. We really appreciate it. We Definitely. really enjoy it. It makes a lot of difference uh, to have the class operating like you guys, especially when somebody's so plugged in like you guys are. You know, and and, um, and thanks for the advertisement for the Every Dollar app. That's good. Very, very good. Good Our stuff. Pleasure. Well done, well done. Scott and Jenna, Lakeland, Florida area. 94,000 paid off. House and everything at 36 years old, making 33, or did that in 33 months, making 76 to 145. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. We're debt free. Yep, yeah. yep, 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 yep. All right, way to go, you guys. That is so fun. Very good. So proud of y'all. Good stuff, man. So, so uh, you're exciting. going to be doing an every dollar uh, virtual training or webinar, whatever we want webinar to call it. Webinar feels like Excel. At least the virtual training feels a little hipper, like every dollar. Yeah, it's not complicated. If virtual training makes it sound hard, George will not make it too hard to do, I promise. I'm not that he's smart. Doing the, he's going to teach you to do exactly what they're doing. Find margin. That's the word they use. Yeah. In your budget by using the every dollar app. And you got that's a free budgeting seminar, webinar, whatever we're going to call the thing. And it's tomorrow for most of you listening live. That would be the 26th of September. And uh, you get that at everydollar.com slash budgeting. It's that simple. And you're going to be doing it. You're going to be teaching them the same stuff that they learned. Yeah. And here's the thing. I was like you guys. I thought budgeting was for Excel nerds and accountants. And I just realized, oh, the point of the budget is to find margin, to spend less, make more, and hit my financial goals, not so that I can be a super nerd and check a box off. And I'm telling you, opening Excel ruins my day to this day. So if you were that person who has never budgeted because you thought it was going to hurt your brain, I'm going to make it so mind-numbingly simple that you have no excuse not to do it. You're going to go, I want that. I'm going to show you how to go from negative 1000 bucks a month to positive 1000 to positive 2000 to where you go, there's nothing I can't do now with that kind of margin. And that's what they did. That's how they got the house. That's how you pay off the house yeah. early, folks. It's that yeah, simple. There's no life 4000 in 33 months. Yeah, wow. that's it. And you got a paid-for stinking house at 36 years old. And you, you and when they got a paid for house in your th- early 30s. Right? We, were, we started the trend, I guess. But I love seeing folks in their 20s and 30s doing their de- baby step seven debt-free screams. Yeah. It's and, mind-boggling. And this is the week before the student loans start back. Mm. So, you know. It feels I mean, like Jaws is starting to circle and you hear that. Dun, 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 dun. It's coming, people. 
Make a plan. Do you even know what that is? I you saw just the, referenced uh, a movie that was before you were born. I was trying to connect with you. Oh, you're trying to... Thank you. It's called Pandering. Yes. I think. It's not working. Dang it. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you made a Will Smith reference today, and I was very proud of you. I'm, yeah, I'm, full, of, I'm full of surprises. This is the Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but... Fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. They have local service providers to repair, maintain, and improve your home. Their network of experts offers top quality work and customer service by trained, reliable service providers. Find the help you need. Good company. Good people at Neighborly.com. Today's question comes from Andrew in Minnesota. What are your thoughts on balance transfer credit cards? I have three credit card debts I'm paying off in Baby Step 2, and the interest rates are really high. Would it be wise to transfer it to a 0% interest rate card while I am paying them off? Ah, the life hack of the balance transfer to the 0% card. How many have built their wealth, Dave? No, I'm not a fan of these balance transfer cards, and one of many reasons is that it doesn't solve the root problem you going into debt. Another reason is the 3 to 5% they charge you just to do this, which means if you transfer 10 grand, you're paying an extra 500 bucks for the pleasure of continuing to be in debt with this 0% offer that will soon run out while you're still in debt. Well, and then we're back to square one. So while I'm paying off debt can mean a lot of things. While I'm paying off debt over 10 or 15 years, which means you're not really paying off debt or while I'm paying off debt for one year because I'm gazelle intense and sold everything but the kids, and they're worried. You know, I mean, that's that's two different things of while I'm paying off debt. So um, while I'm paying off debt over 10 years, which means I'm not really doing it, then I'm going to be with George. Don't bother because you're just kidding yourself that you actually did something. Interest rates aren't your problem. The guy in your mirror is your problem. You need to quit spending like you're freaking in Congress. If you're instead doing the other way and you're like gazelle intense, you're paying it off in one year, then what you're saving is 18% of your balance or 26% of your balance minus whatever transfer fees there are. And so you would save some money, but let's just kind of talk this through for a second. Let's say, let's say net of fees transfer that you saved. I'll make up a number. Let's say it was a 20% and a 5% fee. So net of 15 you save 15%, okay? If you save 15%, 
uh, for one year on $20,000 while you're paying it off. Well, you're not really saving it on 20000 because during that year you will have reduced it within six months down to 10000 So your average is not 20000 Your average is about 10000 that you're saving the interest on. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, this doing math nerd here. Okay, so 15% of $10,000 savings is $1,500 on a $20,000 balance. So is it worth it to save $1,500 on a $20,000 balance in one year? Yes. But to George's point, does it solve your problem? No, you have a $20,000 problem. You don't hit it with a $1,500 tool. You hit it with a $20,000 tool, which is you. You be working you butt off. That's the tool. Yeah. Okay. And you be living on beans and rice, rice and beans. And don't talk to me about you deserve to go out to eat. You'd be a broke person in credit card debt. You don't get to go out to eat. Broke people don't do that crap. That's okay. the other piece is you have to actually change your habits. You yeah. can't just go, well, I switched to the 0%. We're good now. I can keep living my life how I was living. And the problem is, what I'm trying to point out is the problem is when you make this massive intellectual calorie burning move, right, to make this transfer and I'm beating them up. So genius. <laughs> I've got the billion dollar credit card industry on its back, punching it in the nose. No, you don't. Okay. They are punching you in the nose. This is why we're having this discussion. So you're not going to whip their butt. They're the 800 pound gorilla. You might take a little chunk out, a $1,500 chunk out, but don't think that that solves the problem. It's okay to do it. As long as you know that 95% of the problem still stands there and 95% of the solution still stands there. And that be you Mm. to your point. Yeah. So do the transfer if you want. But don't act like, don't strut around, act like you did something. And don't get comfortable because now it's 0%. You're going, well, it's fine. It's not and then don't interest. Act like, and don't act like you can do this ad infinitum because that's what they're praying for, that they can keep haggling you, hassling you, and punching you in the face. And it's time for you to uh, just say, you know what? I don't like the rules of this game. I refuse to play anymore. Mm. I'm taking my toys and going home. You know, I'm going, I'm getting away from you people. You, I'm going to put up a boundary. You're talking, this is a toxic relationship. Absolutely. So what well, reminds me, Dave, I just, uh, we uploaded this YouTube video on my channel and reacting to this woman who said, Hey, velocity banking hack. I paid off my mortgage years early by maxing out my credit cards and writing a check to myself and then switching to the 0% cards one after another. And all of you should do this hack to pay off your mortgage early. It's genius. And so I broke it down on why velocity banking is a scam, but it reminded me of this conversation about these balance transfers. So they renamed stupidity velocity. You have to give it a cool name <laughs> to keep it hip, because then you know infinite banking. You've talked thought, about that. I thought velocity means speed. Meant speed. That's the idea. I didn't know it meant stupidity. Yes, but stupidity <laughs> banking. No one's gonna. Do oh, they that. wouldn't sign up for that. No. Oh, so we had to give it a different name. Infinite it's, banking, it's, velocity banking. Oh, it's it's stupid fast. Do stupid, stupid quickly, fast. Quickly fast. Do do stupid quickly. Yeah. Oh, you know how to sell things, Dave. You know how that works. Goodness gracious. Like we need a new marketing narrative, boys and girls. Yeah. It's just exhausting. Hey, the so here's people the thing. jump through. Interest rates in almost thing to remember, the reason debt consolidation doesn't work in general is that eighty eight percent of the people that take out a debt consolidation loan end up going deeper in debt because they don't change the person in their mirror. Mm-hmm. The problem with this whole thing is it's a pain in the butt because changing you, changing me, me changing me is a pain in the butt. I don't like changing me. I like the old me. 
I don't, I don't want to have to go through the pain of growth. I don't like it. I don't like the discomfort of transformation. And yet that's what makes a better version of me. And so changing me is the hook, not changing the, um, technique or the hack. So change the, you know, if you want to shift your balances, that's fine, but you still have 95% of the problem. You've only addressed 5% of the problem. So don't strut around the yard, throwing your shoulders back, acting like you be bad because you're not, you haven't done anything yet. You just moved it around. The shell still has a P under it. It's just a matter of which one, the con game on the street, mm-hmm. and you're just playing the game. You got, you're getting suckered again. So it's there somewhere. You can count on it until you get rid of the toxic relationship completely by paying the stinking thing completely off. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So that's the difference in – see, I grew up in the financial world as a as an – in the academic side of things, getting all the licenses and selling all this crap. And we are always taught that the problem is a math problem. And it's just not. When it comes to your personal finance, it's 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. It's in the psych department. Yeah, wrong department. Mm. It's not a math issue. It's a behavior. If it's a behavior problem, then the solution is a behavior modification solution yeah people think well the problem dave is the 24 percent interest if i could solve that no the problem is the guy who got your got themselves into 24 percent interest debt and if we can solve for that we've solved for a whole lot more than just this one little dinky debt oh and let me tell you when you fall for stuff like velocity stupidity banking um when you're desperate or when you're greedy if you want to con someone you need to find people Read. I read a great book by a con man one time. He said, if you want to con someone, find people that are afraid or that are greedy. Mm. And if you, so if you think that you're the exception to the rule and you've got the hack and you, no one knows about it, but you, after all this time, God selected you to give him this word. You've got to be kidding me. That's so greedy and stupid. And night pride comes right before the fall. You just described most of the cryptocurrency community and now the NFT community. They're really quiet now. Yeah. They're not making much noise. Piped down. Where are all you people that said George and I were frauds? Well, they made their millions. Now they're on the beaches, Dave. Uh, They're not tweeting anymore. uh, That sounds like velocity banking to me. They're probably back at work, working their normal jobs. That's uh, uh, Velociraptor banking. Right there. Ooh. There you go. That's a whole new banking. Yeah. I'm signing up for that one. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> I know what happened to the dinosaurs. I'm not I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. I'd take 12, but there you go. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the Smart Money Happy Hour, co-host of it anyway, is my co-host, and he is also the host of the very popular new launch on YouTube, the George Camel YouTube Show, and uh, that's Camel with a K. You don't want to miss that. Lots of snark there. I'm a big fan because I'm a big fan of snark. That's one of the reasons I'm a big George fan. Phone number here is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jennifer is with us in Austin, Texas. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. Good. How can we help? 
Um, I wanted to find out. I have been looking for a house for about nine years, and I found one, but it's kind of a flipper, and it's about $2 million. So I didn't know if it would be wise in our situation. Okay, let's just back up. Looking for a house for nine years is weird. Let's start with that. Okay. We would love to build, but here in Texas, they do not license contractors. So it's like almost impossible to manage a project here. So I kind of have to just remodel something and hope that it's, you know, we've got pretty good bones and the property's good. So um, uh, we bought why, does that, why does it take nine years to discover you need a general contractor to build a house? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we... Um, I, I, I won't want, I do not want to build a house here because okay. I, I, I'm in the, I'm in that industry, but I don't want to have to manage a project and their contractors here are, they, they're not licensed. So it's really hard to, they don't license general contractors in Texas. No, I, no, Google it. It's insane. Really? I don't, I don't really work in Texas. No, it's kind of like the wild, wild west of construction. I don't even go into tall buildings here. If they're more than two floors, I won't go in them. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's not that's not general that. contractor licensing. That's engineering, and that's also weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So you want to you you want to build a you want to buy a house for two million dollars that you have to fix up, and then you're going to flip yeah, it. Yeah, but then I really love it? the land. No, no, I'm just saying like it's not, not a flipper. Flip then just, if you're not going to yeah, flip it, it's just you're yeah, buying just, a house that needs a lot of work. Yeah, it looks like flipper conditions. <laughs> Yikes! Why do you want to yeah. buy this property then? Do you have the, the money? property is beautiful. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. I'm not sure. Because the way we've always purchased houses and before before would be completely different than this purchase. We've always saved enough cash where we just did the tip so we wouldn't do a jumbo loan. We'd do whatever the maximum was. Like our first house was like 417. I think now it's up to like 500 and something for like before you go to a jumbo loan. And then we put cash down and then do a 15-year mortgage and do 20% down. And that's the way we've always bought our houses but this one just because i don't think we have enough i i think the payment would be too high because the interest rates are so high right now that we wouldn't i think we would have to do like a 20 or 30 year mortgage oh so do you, you're, you're, we, what you're saying is you just can't afford the house well, I, I, that's, that's it's okay what to I'm, say I'm that wondering. out loud jennifer yeah, it's a two million dollar house <laughs> i know well, that, well we yeah. What is your well, income? Normally, What's the household income? Together, our base salaries is about five twenty. Okay. And the thing is, the reason we don't have a lot of money saved is because normally we don't work both at the same time. But just since I've been working a lot more the last few years, I've enjoyed it. So now I'm working all the time. What and do you do? Working. Um, I do global architecture. So. Um, Architecture and interior design, not real. I do work for an engineering, an IT company, but uh, it's construction engineering. So I, I do, but I work for an IT company <laughs> building their, their yeah, facilities all over the U.S. Okay. Or the, the so you, your household income is $525,000, and why yeah. can't you put a $2 million Be, house on a 15-year? Because we've really been living beyond our well, not beyond our means. We went within our means, but like we spent a lot of our savings. Like my husband took two years off during COVID, and we remodeled our house. And we just did. I bought a I bought a house for my daughter. We just like spent a lot of money, and we normally have more savings. I'm exhausted. And we don't have. What was that? I said I'm tired. This is y'all. You've been running a million wow. miles an hour with nothing to show for it. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. <laughs> so we. Well, we've never really had this much income 
steadily. We've had it for the last few years. Okay, uh, if you've had COVID, it for two years or more, you can qualify for a 15-year mortgage and you can afford a 15-year mortgage. Well, I think we could. No, I know that we could qualify for a 15-year mortgage. Then we you can, can afford it. for that. No, no. Okay. Sorry. I, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I just don't want our house payment to be that high. Cause I know my husband will be against that. So that's why I want to do like a 30 until the 20 or a 30 until the interest rates are lower. No, you take I out a 15 and when the interest rates are lower, you refinance. Oh, and if you're not willing to what, admit that you're buying a $2 million it, house to your husband, you shouldn't buy a $2 million house. Um, so I can't make this not be, not be $2 million. There's not a technique for that. It's $2 million. And, um, I, I got an, I got a feeling your husband doesn't want to do a $2 million fixer upper either. So I think there's probably more going on and you've kind of gotten this romantic idea that this land is beautiful and it makes this whole project worthwhile. Um, I, I don't know if you guys together want to sit down and look at the trouble and the pain that doing a remodel is going to be that you're going to live in, which is way different than doing one that you're not going to live in. That's a lot of pain. It's a lot of heartache. It's like building a house except worse. Um, you know, remodels are just horrid. And uh, I've done a bunch of them. And they're just, even when you're not going to live in them, they're a pain in the butt. It's easier to push it down and start again. Um, and, and then um, emotionally easier for sure. If you guys want to endure the pain of that, you have the financial wherewithal to do it, and you're willing to accept the reality of the payment that a $2 million loan takes on both of you, you and your husband, then go forward. But I got a feeling that there's in that, in those guidelines, I just gave you that y'all are going to run into all kinds of trouble and you just, you're wanting somebody to tell you, you can't afford it. Um, I think you can afford it. I just don't think you want to afford it. That's what I heard. What'd you hear? Well, I'm hearing a lot of stress, and I don't know that this $2 million mortgage is going to alleviate any of that. And so they Uh need to simplify their life, get their act together, figure out how to control the money that they're bringing in. But I would pause on this decision. It does not sound like they're close to alignment. all over the place, like. And and there's also, I don't know, million dollar houses in Austin that are great. So maybe we could start there. It doesn't have to be the two million or bust. So I think we have to back out and find out what all of the options are before we get starry eyed at one. Yeah. Um, And I'll just go ahead and throw in here too, um, just, just to be straight with you, Jennifer, the idea that everyone in Texas that lives in a home or has a three story building is incompetent and all of them are about to fall in because they don't license GCs is absurd. Okay, obviously there's quality buildings in Texas that are not going to fall in. Um, And obviously, I did not know they didn't license GCs, but that doesn't change anything for me. I've been in a bunch of houses in Texas that are wonderful properties. and You're so brave. Yeah, I'm brave. You went to the third floor and everything. I did. I've been to the 16th floor. I mean, it's scary. not, Not in a house, but I mean, golly, come on, girl. Seriously, this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid, listening to the show on a battery powered radio, all of your data collected by every company you've ever done business with lives online, your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards. They all store your info online, making them ripe 
for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years they need an ID theft protection plan, and the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. George Campbell Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phone. Triple eight, eight two five five two two five. One of the things that we have to do when we're managing our money is we're managing our life, and we're making big decisions and lots of decisions. And when you find yourself making, when here, here's some things that'll tell you if you're making a wrong decision. Okay, because. I, Making a wrong decision around money, particularly like a car purchase or a house purchase uh, or something other, some other a big investment, uh, deciding to go into crypto, deciding to do something stupid along, you know, getting out of where you're getting ready to set yourself back a decade by screwing up, by making a bad decision. See, we always talk about wealth building and the things to do to build wealth. I don't think we spend enough time probably on how to... Uh, stupid proof ourselves so we don't do something stupid and offset all the good work we did right mm. so one of the things i discovered about me and it turns out it's true of everyone is that right before i right after i get desperate i get stupid and right after i get stupid i get broke mm. you know what i'm saying there's a close connection when you those. feel desperation trapped I, and you start, your language will tell you that you're that way. I was forced to. We had no choice. Buy a car. Never in the history of human race has that been true. You were not forced. They did not have a gun. They don't do car, reverse carjackings. It doesn't happen, right? So it doesn't happen. So you weren't forced. You were in a desperate situation on transportation, and so you justified a dumb butt decision to go to the tote the note lot and pay double for the car at a twenty eight percent interest rate because you and then say, "But I was forced." You weren't forced. You were just stupid. I've been stupid too. Right? I just explained it right mm. after I felt desperate and trapped. Okay. And so when listen to your language, and if your language is indicating a sense of being trapped, a sense that there is no other options, and, and your language to yourself in this decision-making or to your spouse who you're trying to talk into this is bizarre, then that tells you that you're getting ready to screw up, okay? Uh, I'll give you another example we run into, George. Every property for rent in X town is $4,000 a month. Make up a number. Fill it in. You can't find them. They don't exist. See, these absolute hyperbole statements are indications that you feel desperate and stuck. And so once you've decided inaccurately that every property for rent is $4,000 minimum in this town, then you can justify buying something you shouldn't be buying at a point in your finances that you weren't ready to buy. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you start making these fatalistic, absolute statements that are that are overstated, then and when you sound, if it sounds bizarre to you, then that tells you you're there. And that was my that was my question with my I I couldn't get it out of my mouth fast enough in that last call because we've been looking for a property in Texas for nine years. Okay, that's just weird. No, you haven't. Or if you have, you've got other issues other than property looking. It takes you a decade. That it takes a decade in Texas to find something to live in. That's just not true. That's just that's that smacks of weirdness and uh, desperation. And you're getting ready to make a mistake. But what that leads to then is I'm going to do a deal here that I know I shouldn't be doing because for nine years this is the only property. See the see the you know how that comes out. And I do that in my own head. That's how I recognize the drama mm. queen. It lives in all of our heads. Yep. And it's like. You know, I'm so stuck. Rental prices are so high. I am forced to buy a house I can't afford while I have $600,000 in student loan debt. Well, that's just dumber and crap. You know, no, it's just not true. Okay. Not true. And, and so, oh, the other one I love is, um, our house has mold. Our children will die if we stay here. And. The only property we can find to live in is 60% of our take-home pay. These are our two options. Death of our children or bankruptcy. These are our two options. options. Because we forced ourselves in desperation into this false narrative of fatalism that I'm stuck and the only way out is to go from one stupid horrible thing to another stupid horrible thing and I'm trying to justify it by saying it's the only option. You see what I'm doing? Oh, yeah. And every time I do that in my head, I have lost so much money. I just, every time, that fear-based desperation leads you into that. And and I get the, these are the actual calls I get here on, we've gotten oh, yeah. on the air. You, you've heard them before. I'm, I'm getting triggered, Dave. My PTSD is coming back from the caller saying, well, there's no used cars under 25000 so we had to finance one for thirty five. because what else are you going to do? You can't, no you're just cars. stuck. I mean, because there's not, not a used car anywhere. There are all the used cars in America. That's are half now twenty five thousand. So when you start making these over the top crazy butt statements, what that states is not the actual fact. What it indicates is your mindset is in desperation and stuck. Fatalism. And there's a whiny toddler inside all of us. Fact, going, yeah. We just want the new car. Just admit it. You want the shinier, newer car. Well, yeah, but admitting it would be dealing with me, and I don't want to deal with me. Instead, I would rather create this false narrative of the marketplace is forcing me into doing. It's the economy. These high interest rates. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's forced me. The only way I could go to school was to go $400,000 in student loan debt. It's the only way. It was the only possible other than joining the military, but only possible other than to say only other than other than other. Oh, my God. But the only possible. So now here I sit and Biden won't forgive them. And so I'm screwed, mm. you know, and now Sunday you have to start paying payments again. Not someday, Sunday, this coming Sunday. So, but yeah, but, but every time you say something with a bizarre set of overstatement, that is indicating you're getting ready to make a mistake because I've done this. I've done, I'm not making fun of y'all. If you've done it, I'm not even making fun of our last caller. I mean, it was a little bit hard to keep up, but I mean, I, but even, even aside from that, I, 
she just was stuck in I want this and so I and I don't think I should be doing it. It feels wrong, but I've got to justify it with everything else out here. All the three story buildings and above are not safe. Uh, they don't have licensed contractors. You know, all these other wild and crazy stories out here in there to justify the move. And again, that's not picking on her. She's a sweet lady. She's trying to figure it out. I appreciate her calling. And if you call, I'll pick on you too. But I'm picking on me in the same thing because I'll tell you, man, some of the dumbest butt stuff I've ever done is when I was in facing uh, bankruptcy. Mm. I got stuck in that and I thought there's no way out. There's nothing I don't know what to do. And I lost so stinking much money. Uh, I made decades of income evaporate in, in, in single strokes of the pen because I was desperate, stuck, and fixated. And the one that goes with that, also the sister to it, is greed. Mm. And when you get when you get all fired up and you're like, oh, I'm going to – but, if okay, if the system is broken and the millennial can't get ahead, then the millennial has to do something that's completely different. A crazy shortcut. Exactly. To, to I need, a, I need a TikTok life hack, which is nothing down real estate. Velocity and banking is what and, we all and need. Dave. Velocity. We need we need high speed stupidity. High oh. sp- stupidity on high speed. Stupidity on caffeinated stupidity. That's, That's what it takes banking. in today's world, Dave. Yeah. But it's so true. Most of the calls on the show is someone saying, "Hey, I've got option A and option B, and they're both terrible. What do I do?" And we say, "Have you ever thought about option C or D?" Yeah. There's a lot of that. And it involves you instead of a shortcut. Involves that's how you know. Let me help you. No is a possible answer. No, it looks like a shortcut. If the only car you can find that suits your needs is twenty five thousand and you're broke, answer is no, and it's a complete sentence. No, it's an interesting sound. Two letters. The silence that follows it is deafening. No. This is the Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. And you can come visit anytime you'd like. We'd love to have you. On the debt-free stage, Jeff and Pam are joining us. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Hi, Dave, we're better than we deserve. I love it. Welcome. Where do y'all live? Uh, we're outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ah, cool. Good to have you. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid off? We paid off $200,000. Yay! And how long did this take? 56 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Started at 132000 and went to 154000 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And Dave, I'm a high school personal finance teacher. Oh, wow. thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Helping the next generation avoid stupidity. Way to go, man. I love it. Cool. So what kind of, what kind of debt was the 200000 It was our mortgage. You paid off Woo! your house. Now you get to tell your class. I love it. Yeah. Weird yeah. people. Very weird. No mortgage at all. What's this house worth? About $500,000. Yay. And how much in your nest egg? In your retirement, uh, so retirement's probably like three hundred thousand. All right, wow. bumping up on getting ready to be baby steps millionaires too. Yeah, way to go, guys! Yeah, congratulations. How old are you two? Thirty-seven. Oh man, paid for house and almost millionaires already. Look at you! I'm so proud of you. Good work. Good work. 
Tell us, how'd this story start? So this story started about 13 years ago when we were dating. Oh. Um, he got me your Total Money Makeover book. Oh. Um, so he's been this nerd all along. He's been the nerd. I'm definitely the free spirit here. Yeah. Um, so I read that. You're dating a personal finance professor <laughs> in high school. <laughs> you know what's it's coming. shocking. You get a personal <laughs> finance book. Okay. Um, so I started paying off student loans. I had actually bought a new car out of college. So I was one of those. Yeah. Worked on paying all that off. We got married, and all the money we got from the wedding went to finish paying off my debt. Whoa. Um, so we became debt-free once already. Yay. Um, and then we ended up buying our home. Mm-hmm. We had our first daughter, Caroline. Mm-hmm. We ended up going through FPU class in 2017. Mm. Yeah, so then... Uh, I just got this bug for helping people with finances. So we actually came down here and met with you guys in 2018 for uh, the Financial Coach Master Training. Yeah. Um, and so I became a financial coach and we've I've led FPU at my church and a couple other churches in our area. Um, and at that point, I'm like, I, I can't get enough of this. And so I was already teaching something else and decided, all right, we got to change what's going on in our society. And so I went back and got some more education and uh, became a personal finance teacher, and I think five years later, that's kind of where we are now. Wow. That's Look at you. Way to go, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for all the help. My goodness, that's powerful. I mean, you guys really drank the Kool-Aid, and it, and it worked out for yeah. you. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah. So 56 months paying off this mortgage, were people cheering you on? Did they think it was weird? Did you keep it to yourselves? I, I think it varies. Um, you know, if people ask us, we'd be happy to talk about it. Um, we actually had a chart. Um, I made a chart with our house on it. I drew a picture of our house and I colored in and I had it hanging in our kitchen. So people came over, they saw it hanging in the kitchen and we would color off every $6,000, I think our, our mark wow. was. Um, yeah, what a great conversation starter. They're right. like, did your yes. kids draw that? You're like, no, I did. <laughs> yep. but, but we did have some cheerleaders. Uh, my one buddy, Frank Nevis, he and I have led personal finance or financial peace university multiple times together. Um, my parents are huge supporters of us. They actually introduced us to Dave Ramsey when I was 19. I remember looking at the Ben and Arthur chart of wow, compound interest. Wow. This is generational. And, oh, it is. And, uh, and that's kind of why we're doing this too. Um, you know, we have two kids under the age of seven. And, uh, you know, talk about, I'm going to get emotional here, but talking about changing family trees. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what our motivation was, at least my motivation was for all of this. Mm-hmm. And our kids hear it all the time. Our daughter's now in second grade, but when she was in kindergarten, they had, if you were given $100, what would you do with it? And she said, I would save it. She wrote that on her paper and everyone wow. else was buying oh, things. They but she actually the wrote, on YouTube. <laughs> they that's actually so did, great. I would save it. I love um, it. So they're used to it. They hear us talking about budgeting. We had a big goal after we paid off the house was to go to Disney World. Um, so that's upcoming this fall. Yay! Nice. So they knew that when mommy and daddy pay the house off, then we get to go to Disney World. Yeah. And we always joke that, you know, if they had a friend that went to Disney World, that like, oh, their parents must have paid off their house to go to to go to go Disney World. So, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, no, that's kind of just how we do it. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're weird. <laughs> Disney should have such a program, but they don't. Yes. Right. <laughs> Probably limit the old uh, lines on the rides. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> Good for you guys. Yeah. Well done, you guys very well done all right so the kiddos have been involved you have changed your family tree you're heroes proud of you thanks well done all right let's bring them up and introduce them what are their names and ages all right so we have samuel samuel is five Mm -hmm. and we have caroline she's coming up now and she is seven all right all right and all grown up i love it very well done good job you guys what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is and almost being a millionaire by the time you're 37? The budget. Absolutely the budget and not keeping up with the Joneses. The contentment. I follow Rachel Cruz. I've done all of that. Um, that's huge, especially at our age with mm-hmm. our friends and seeing what they're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. Ju- just being happy with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our, we don't have the nicest house. We don't. We have ten-year-old cars, and they work just fine. And um, you know, we're just very content people. Yeah, way to go, you guys. Way to go. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Godliness with contentment is a great game. Very good. Well done. Well, we got the uh, baby, or we got the <laughs> the, the uh, live and give box for you, which includes the Baby Steps Millionaire's book, which you almost are, but you'll be soon. Excellent. And Total Money Makeover book, you'll find somebody to give that to in a Financial Peace University membership. And as lifetime coordinators, you've been doing it forever. You'll find somebody to help with that, I'm sure, as you coordinate more classes. Thanks for leading the classes and for being a coach and for being a teacher, leading the stuff. My goodness, you're, you're like everywhere. Like a poster man. child. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> everything you've taught it this stuff more than i have i believe well done (laughs) very well done you guys i'm very proud of you all right jeff and pam caroline and samuel yeah your house is paid off and everything and now we're going to disney officially (laughs) weird people making you did you did paid off two hundred thousand in 56 months making 132 to 154 count it down let's hear a debt free scream three two one we're debt free yeah Kids have done it. The kids have done it. They don't remember it now. Well, it's going to be on YouTube forever. So when they're grown adults, they'll be scrolling back to the debt-free scream their parents did. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was six, I went over to that Ramsey place, man. My parents paid off the house. That would be pretty cool. I feel like it would be hard for them to now live a life of debt after this experience, seeing what their parents did, changing the family tree. you got to hope they don't run the other way. Yeah. Like a prodigal son. It can happen, but, um, yeah, you you can have a prodigal show up, but but... The way you change your family tree. What's interesting is I, the thing I love about that idea is that uh, Proverbs twenty two seven says the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. The verse before that is twenty two six, and it says train up a child mm. in the way he should go, wow. and when he's old he will not depart from it. And if you, so, if you take the numbers out. It just says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. The rituals over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. Train your child that. Wow. That's we an interesting connection. We always separate those two and teach one's a parenting thing and one's a money thing, but it sounds like you're teaching your kids to stay out of debt to That's me. That's a continued thought. What do I know? But we'll see. Wow. We'll have to talk about that in heaven and make sure I got that right. But uh, theologians out there everywhere are questioning my use of Proverbs, but there we go. It's always, always, always happened since I started. Uh. There we go. You guys are very cool. That was a very neat, uh, the emotion in his voice. He's teaching kids in high school. He taught the class in his church, totally Financial Peace in. University, coordinator, became a Ramsey coach. The whole thing, like you said, drank the Kool-Aid, but that that's all because this stuff matters to him. Yeah. Well, and his parents at 19 was like, hey, you got to check out this Ramsey stuff. And so introducing that early on got him on this path and now he's going to train up his kids this way and the kids are going to train up their kids that way you know what so what we're saying is is if you can get your 19 year old to not be stupid it helps your grandkids in the future if nothing else do it for the grandkids do it for the grandkids that aren't here yet yeah teach your kids so that your grandkids can have some sense there's an idea. <laughs> well, how many people call in and say, Dave, I wish I knew this stuff when I was in my 20s and 30s, man. I did some dumb stuff. Yeah. Well, you can, if you're a parent out there, you have a chance at redemption here. Yeah, for sure. And you, we've got beautiful. the, we, you know, if you want to teach little kids, we've got all that Financial Peace Junior. Yeah, they got the new, uh, the brand new kit. Saving it is, bank. It is incredible. It's incredible. I want yeah. to get one for my little girl, Dave. She's a month old, but you better believe. Yeah. She's already saving her money. I know you. You'll be sending her to the salt mines. This is The Ramsey Show.
All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates, but when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're people you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Kathy is with us in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Kathy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi there. Hey, what's up? Um, well, my question is, I'm about 43000 in debt right now from student loans um, with little income, and I'm just wondering what my next steps are. Okay. Uh, 42000 in student loan debt. What is your income? Um, right now, I'm estimating, I'm a bartender, so I, I get a lot of mixed tips, um, but I estimate about $2,800 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're making a little over 30000 a year. How old are you? I'm 22. And what's your degree in? Um, well, I'm only two years into it, but it's, it's music education. Okay. And are you still going to school? Um, at the moment, no, because 15000 of that 43000 that I'm in debt is with the school itself. Um, and my credit score is not great, and I can't find a loan to cover my last semester, which is that 15000 So they won't even enroll me back into school until that 15000 is paid off. Okay, you only lack one semester graduating. Um, I actually have about three more years to go. Okay, all right. So... Signing up for more of this fun doesn't sound fun, does it? Not really. So, okay. <laughs> Is this all the debt you have? Um, yeah, currently. Just the student loans. Okay. Well, let me ask you, it sounds like you're saying you need a new career plan. Well, that would be, that could maybe solve the financial problems. I, it just would stink. That's just what I've always wanted to do is teach music. Mm-hmm. So it's just, if there's a way around it, I would love mm-hmm. to, to jump onto it. But if that's what I got to do, I got to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's, um, so you're a musician, I assume. Correct. Okay. And what is your specialty? Uh, I sing for school. Okay. All right. So voice. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Um, Okay. Unless you were teaching in a high school setting, a degree, I mean, there's no degree required to give voice lessons on, as an independent person. You know that, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, so the only, the only way you would have to have a degree requirement is if you were going into a classroom setting of some kind, but anything that was private or one-off, um, you you certainly could start doing at this moment because you obviously have right. a great, you obviously have a great voice and you have a pa- passion for teaching people to sing that's wonderful that's wonderful mm-hmm. okay so um all right so I, I i'll just uh put my muddy boots on and walk all in your dream for a minute i'm already am so let me walk around some more okay Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So your dream of spending $100,000 or more, $150,000 total when you're all said and done probably, 
to get a degree to teach music in high school and make forty or fifty thousand dollars a year uh, doesn't have a good return on investment. It's a bad choice mathematically. So since our dream process is becoming a nightmare, I'm going to suggest we live the dream in such a way that it becomes not a nightmare. And that's what I was starting to do there. I was starting to mess with the, you know, your, your, your way of implementing your passions and your skills. Okay. And this is what Ken Coleman that works here as a Ramsey personality does every day on his show. He helps people align with their passions and their skills and uh, point them in the direction a practical application of that that is not necessarily involves a four-year degree. In your case, you can't afford a four-year degree right now, and you're trapped as a bartender with a great voice right now. So we need a different plan. It's what I think, just looking at it as your ugly uncle that loves you, okay? <laughs> and so your, your old ugly uncle that loves you and tells you the truth says, uh, we need a different plan than classroom teaching. Uh, because it's not worth the money you will spend for the money versus the money you will make in order to uh, be able to teach voice in a classroom setting. Now, later on, when you're making some serious money, but I, I, I'll give you a crazy example. Okay, I had a friend. Um, I'm in Nashville. Everybody in Nashville is a musician. Okay, but this lady <laughs> was a fabulous concert level pianist. Okay, fabulous. Mm -hmm. And you're in Nashville. And so, I mean, you, you're your studio or you're on the road or you're unemployed. Those are your three options when you're doing that. Okay. In this town. Right. Yeah. And she won't be on the road. Studio stuff was hard to break into, but she was fabulous. She ended up building a large, I'm talking like 18 teachers working for her piano lessons company i don't know what you call that i don't know but yeah. but people I, she rented a building in a warehouse district and filled it up with pianos wow. the piano place would put them in there on a deal so the kids would get hooked on their brand right and they come in there yeah. and mom and dad drop them off for piano lessons and she was a huge <laughs> but absolutely zero degree required i don't even know if the lady had a degree but she I'd, i've seen her play and i knew her i mean she's a good personal friend and she but she built this mega well, Meg, I mean, a nice size business. She was making a whole lot more than the teacher at the at the high school. I can mm -hmm. promise you that. Okay, right. uh, teaching all these children and and adults piano lessons. Um, I don't know why you couldn't do something like that as your dream and not be one hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt for the opportunity. And it starts right. with well, it starts with you starting. You know, finding a couple people that need voice lessons in your town and just cue them up and help them. In the meantime, probably thinking about what I can do as a side job or a different, better job to go make some dadgum money, get the student loan paid off. Because uh, I don't want you 32 years old trapped in a bar still waiting on this dream. Right. That's what I'm worried I don't about. Want to be <laughs> in the meantime, could you get a better job bartending at a higher end restaurant, for example, and double your income doing that? Well, I actually just did that. So the, the income that I gave you is my estimated new income as of this week that I just started a new, more higher-end kind of job. Okay. That right. still feels low for a higher-end bartender making thirty grand. I mean, some of these are making six yeah. figures or more. Yeah. yeah. So that I would at least look into, hey, what do I need to work overtime right now? Do I need to do those vocal lessons on the side? But right now, we got an income problem. Let's clean up the debt, and let's chase that dream later on mm. down the road. Yeah, I... I 
the way the so the answer to your question that you called about is how do I pay off my student loans? Um, you, you have to anytime you have a debt, you have to look at your the two pieces you gave us the income that you have versus the debt that you have. And we call that the shovel to hole ratio around here. How big a shovel, your income, do you have to get out of the hole, the debt? And so if you call me up and you have a $400,000 income, big shovel, but you got $300,000 worth of debt, well, you got big debt, big shovel, you're good. That's a bad, not a, it's not a one fun place, but it's a ratio you can deal with. Your problem is you're upside down. You got small shovel and medium-sized debt. And so the reason this whole discussion unfolded was we were trying to think with you how we can help you get your shovel bigger, your income bigger to knock the debt out right quick. And then let's move with our whole career movement and how we can pull this off and either start and run a business or, you know, again, I, I, I don't know what the voice scene, the vocal scene is in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know anything about it, but, um, uh, I'm going to start working in that area and trying to pay, figure out ways to use my talent and get paid. Because if you can sing to the level that you can teach others, then you can sing to the level you can make money with your voice. And uh, Yeah, and I, I had a similar amount of debt. I had 36000 in student loans, and at the time I had an entry-level salary. And I was like, well, I'm, I can't just go double my income at, my, at the company, so I can go out. And I started making websites. I did music gigs. I was licensing my songs through websites. I was doing Uber lift i was doing it all and all of that combined gave me the margin to tackle this debt in 18 months and so it may seem like insignificant at the time but all that little stuff adds up if you're willing to just work your tail end off exactly literally yeah i mean that's just not going to happen doing 35 hours a week no no you're gonna have to go crazy for a short period of time and you know i I don't think i'd sign back up for the deal you were signed up for i want to change your direction hang on i'm going to send you a copy of ken coleman's book paycheck to purpose And also, I'm going to send you the assessment that he has on helping you pick out your career track. So I want to live your dream with you, not your nightmare. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He is also the co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour and the host of the very popular new Ramsey Networks production called The George Camel Show on YouTube. Camel with a K. Be sure and check it out. Lots of good stuff going on there. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Bethany is in Philadelphia. Hi, Bethany. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom. Sure. What's up? Um, Well, first I wanted to say um, thank you for the opportunity to talk with you both. George, I think Mia Jane is the most beautiful girl in the whole wide world. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. And Dave, um, I have on my bucket list to have dinner with you and Sharon someday. So I'm not sure if that's true for on this side of heaven, but in heaven, we will probably have a great time. Yeah, we'll we'll pull up to a feast for sure. How can we help today? Absolutely. So my biggest question is, I'm wondering if I'm resuscitating a corpse in my family business. If it's something that I can keep That's going metaphorical, on. right? 
just want to make sure. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Or um, you never know. Am I doing a good job? So, for the most part, my parents retired early and decided to start a coffee roasting business in 2005. My dad suddenly passed away in 2019, and I was given the opportunity to keep it going. Okay. So I left my full-time job, and thankfully my dad taught me everything about roasting coffee already. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this was what God prepared me to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm desperate to know, am I really doing a good job or... Are you making money? <laughs> I am. So... Okay. How much money are you in, making? So in 2020, I, my net profit was 7000 In 2021, my net profit was 7000 But in 2022... My net profit was twenty eight five, and then so far this year, my net profit is fifty two. What you do different that caused the spike? I'm busting my rear end, so I'm working twenty four seven. I am. I know you say it's a it's a treadmill. Well, you're selling. You're you're selling coffee more. How are you selling more coffee? I am in a in two different. Um, farmers markets. I'm in 30 different wholesale that you accounts. weren't that you weren't in when you made seven. Right. So you've and created I'm a dis- in, you've created distribution, and you're doing some kind of marketing because they're buying it. Yes, and that is my actually my degree is in marketing. Good, because you need to sell some coffee. I do. <laughs> How big is the team? Is it just you? Do you have people working for you? Is it family? So. I took over right before COVID and then had to let five people go during COVID. So it's just myself and my husband who retired from construction because we're dealing with cancer number two. Mm. Who's we? Um, John, my husband. Your husband has got cancer? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For the second time? Yeah, for the second time. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. So... We're thank you. All right. So, so uh, here, yeah, you are. I mean, this is an entree leadership call. For those of you who don't know, I do a podcast called Entree Leadership and had a number one best selling book on, by the same title on how to run a business. And there are five stages in business. What she was referring to is the first stage is the treadmill operator, where you're by yourself, all mm-hmm. of the revenue and productions dependent on you to mo- level up and move to the next stage of business. You've got to get it to where all the revenue and the production is not dependent on on you and that is your next right. move you got to level up on that so um if you are you're you know you have reason for hope okay your hope i mean because the numbers are giving you reason for hope agreed i i totally agree but i want to make sure that i'm not just this is not a facade in my brain well if if the 52,000 is not there then it's a facade but if you've got 52,000 versus 28 there. versus 7 I, that's called a trend Okay. And okay, so, so I, I mean, I, that's kind of exciting. Well, I mean, if you can keep that hockey stick up into the right movement going, you're at 500K in, in 20 minutes the way we're going. I mean, this is, 
you okay. got you know and you do need to get to 500 i mean this is not it's right. not it's not fun at the level you're at all you do is work right now no. you smell like coffee no. all the time you smell coffee all the time everything's about coffee you're sick of coffee right now right yeah so you right. i mean you I, i've been there not with coffee but with you know book, the smell of paper books right same crap right so uh anyway right. yeah so you you got to get the the next thing we need to start talking about who we can add to get mm-hmm. the production off of you and how that increases profit because you're out there selling more and then who mm-hmm. we can add that's out there moving the product into some of these distribution outlets called a salesperson and that'll the positional revenue justify itself very quickly but where you okay. need to where you would say i'm not resuscitating uh, i'm not i'm not uh I, i'm 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 not in a facade i'm not in self denial is where we're making very solid wise steps to gently grow this business and get it all off of your back Okay. You need to do that for the sake of the business. You need to do that because you're fighting cancer inside your house, and that takes a lot of energy. Right. Yeah, it does. And um, okay. And it's okay, by the way, if you say, we're going to fight cancer, we're closing coffee bean down, and I'm going to get a job that I don't mm. have to think about all right. this crap, and I can just love my husband while we're fighting cancer. That'd be an okay move. But that really okay. wouldn't be because the business failed. It would be because you don't have the extra energy to do both things right now. Mm. Right. And that yeah, would, it's a little tough. Yeah, I'll give you permission to do either one. Okay. Give yourself permission to do either one. You're not a bad person either way. And your dad didn't okay. leave this to you to trap you. He left this to you to be a blessing. At the point it ceases being a blessing, it's no longer from your dad. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I okay. told our kids around here, every time we have our Dave dies this year meeting, where we go over everything y'all are going to do around here if I die this year, I tell them every time we are together, I tell the leaders, do not keep a business unit, a business concept alive under the name of Dave always wanted to do. No, bull crap. Dave's gone. Okay. You know, so that you, you got to release from that. But you're a good lady. You got a lot on your plate. And uh, I think you got a business that'll work here if you if you have the bandwidth to do that and fight cancer. Mm. And I don't know if I would, but... Um, you know, it's, that's your and John's choice. So hang on. We'll send you a copy of the book, Entree Leadership. And God bless you, darling. You're, you're tough. You're a warrior. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners. If you love the show and want to take a deeper dive, check out our free weekly email newsletter. It's full of trending, helpful articles and tips to keep you motivated to win with your money, relationships, and career. From the best side hustles to how to make friends as an adult. Get what you need to thrive delivered straight to your inbox. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter today to sign up. That's RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. George Campbell, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host David is in Chattanooga. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Hey, George. Good to talk to you today. You too. How can we help, sir? Well, I'm hoping you can help me here with something. I'm a renter. I have zero debt. My retirement account is a TSP with about 40000 My company kicks in or matches about 4.5. I contribute 16%. I make about 125 a year. I have 200000 sitting in the bank doing nothing. 
and I'd like to get a house with some property, and I'm just checking in with you to see what would you do if you were me. It sounds like you're uh, ready to be a homeowner. You've done really well, man. What's stopping yeah. you from using oh, a large chunk of that 200 as a down payment? Um, just a, I'm a terrible procrastinator, I think. <laughs> so okay. we're 49, we're renting still, you're in Chattanooga. Have you started to look at properties in that area to see something reasonable in your price range and your budget? Um, nothing just other than glancing at the internet, mm-hmm. but I have not seriously begun looking. Okay. Uh, generally when I procrastinate on something, it means I'm with me. I don't know about you, but with me, it means, um, I'm either distracted with other things that are better or I'm afraid of facing that thing. Yeah, it's probably the latter. Okay. What is it you're afraid of? Do you know? Um, just, uh, spending a chunk of money and going into debt. Making a mistake. Right. Afraid of making a mistake. Because it's a huge, I mean, yeah. it took forever to get the 200K. And screwing well, that up, would, take... screwing that up would just de- devastate you. That would, that, that's how I would be if I were in your shoes. Does that sound right? Yeah, it actually didn't take too long. I've just been working nonstop. Mm-hmm. How long did it take? The last four, uh, about five years. Okay, so let's say if you saved up 205 years, let's say you had a $200,000 mortgage. Could you pay it off in five years? Yes. There we go. Okay, so you got a $400,000 budget then. You make one twenty-five. you have a great income. And so what's stopping you from putting a huge down payment, as big as you can go, keep an emergency fund aside in that savings account. But outside of that, let's put that money down on the house. Let's get aggressive at the mortgage and pay this thing off in our early 50s. And retire with dignity and money in the bank. You said something about a piece of land. Mm-hmm. You want a little space? Yeah, I want some elbow room. Yeah, what are you What are you renting now? I'm in a pretty good spot. It's nice and quiet. I pay seven hundred. Okay. It's a, well. It's the other thing that's causing you to procrastinate is you're a cheapskate and you don't want to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fair assessment? <laughs> you're, uh, you're my kind of people, well, man. <laughs> it doesn't uh, sound like you have any I, lavish hobbies. Like, yeah, I like to get value for my money. Let's yeah, like let's that. say. Yeah, that's what that's frugal. That's what we'll say instead of cheapskate. Cheapskate coming from me is, a, is love language. Don't take it wrong. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to spend the money. You got $750 rent. My God. And you got a place you already like. If you could buy that place for seven hundred and fifty bucks a month, you'd already bought it, right? Um, well, like I said, I'm not uh I'd like to get out where there's uh some wide open space. Oh, a little more even than you got now. Okay. Yes. I there's I'm in a little town here, so Yeah. It's just city streets and sidewalks, but Oh, you're not uh, you yeah. don't have elbow room where you are then. Okay. All right. So, dude, just jump on the dadgum internet and pull up, like, uh, real tracks or something and start looking at property that's for sale. I do it all the time, and I'm not even looking for anything. I'm just, like, looking at real estate. 
And I think you need someone in your corner to help move this along because you've been procrastinating. And so I would also jump on RamseySolutions.com, get in touch with one of our Ramsey-trusted real estate pros. Yeah, that's a good idea. They'll start going, hey, David, here's seven properties based on everything you told me that are in your price range. Yeah. I think we need someone else to help us get a little more excited and on fire about this movie. I mean, if they fa- you're not going to find something if you're not looking. Gotcha. You know, so start poking, start poking around. It doesn't cost anything to look. And then when you find something, you don't need, you're not in a rush. You don't have to be, you don't have to buy something stupid just to buy something. There's no, uh, false urgency here, but dude, you do not need to be 59 and still not own a house and have 500,000 in the bank. So your current trajectory needs to change. Agreed. I agree. Now, let me get, let me get you your input on this TSP, this thrift savings plan. So you're a federal, you're a federal employee. Yes. Yeah. What do you do? I work for a utility. TVA? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. And, um, yeah. So TSP's fine. I mean, we work with federal employees for years. We always put 80% into the C, 20% in S, and 20% and 10, 10% into S, and 10% into I. That's what I always do when I'm doing with TSP. The C plan's done really well. The others aren't, they, they're not great, but they're doing good. And uh, that gives you good diversification. And you've got the match. And just crank that puppy up. But I would crank it back down to only 15% that you're you're putting in 16, you said. I'd bank it back down to 15. And I throw the rest of it at this house till you get the house paid off. But uh, the land and house, the elbow room place that, but dude, where you live is some of the most beautiful country in the world. I mean, you can get a piece of ground out there with some tree, some Tennessee trees on it. Oh man, dude. I mean, you, you ought to be able if you, cause you're willing to live outside of Chattanooga a ways, a lot of TVA stuff going on, small town outside of Chattanooga. I got an idea what we're dealing with. And so, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. You're in good shape. And, um, but yeah, find you, um, what you're saying is, is the land, and you need to tell the smart or tell the uh, real estate agent, the Ramsey trusted real estate agent, when you call them, that the land is the most important part for you. The housing is the second most important part, because some people want a house with some land. You want a land with a house, and um, yeah, I, I, yes, you need to get. You're right, George. And the thing about them shoveling stuff at you is they're not going to pressure you into buying something you don't want or need, but they are a great source of information and agents run into stuff. That's not yet listed. Yes. Yeah, off market they, they deals. can call you up and go, Hey, I, farmer John over there, he's got a place and dude, well, now is a really good time. If you've got some money to, to be getting into real estate, absolutely a great time to buy. You the, could even maybe get one of those things called a deal. Hasn't been seen in a while. I hadn't heard of those. Everyone's spooked by the interest rates, but that's, that's a David's weird, that's out a here weird, with Don't use the word deal around real estate. That's a weird, that's a weird word. But yeah, it's, that's what David needs that to feel like that he can justify this purchase. Yeah, he can right. feel like he got a deal. He's like, I've been frugal. Got five percent off. Got to get value for my money. There you go, dude. Go buy something. Give yourself a timeline. I'm gonna look aggressively until I find the right thing within eighteen months or some number. I don't care. But don't just kick the can down the road. Do nothing and look up with a bigger pile of money and no real estate 
you want to be in the real estate game as a long-term part of your life and your portfolio because it goes up in value, because it's the largest line item. That 750 rent's not going to be 750 rent forever. About the only thing you can count on with rent is it goes up every year. So 100% of the time, 10 years from now, rent's higher. And real estate values are higher. 100%. That's a pretty good chance. And your payment's not higher because you took a fixed rate, 15 year where the payments no more than a fourth of your take-home pay and you'll have it paid off before 10 years gets here the way we're talking about so you got a good plan here but you need to execute you need to get up off your tail end and go get something similar to those who have those low mortgage interest rates he's got this low rent that he's just it's so hard to let go he doesn't want to have a higher payment but he's also going to be a homeowner with an appreciating asset well and pay it off in a short period of time it gives you gives something to Gives you a reason to work a little more. You can tell he's going to want that debt out of his life fast. Oh, good. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. This is The Ramsey Show. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. A couple things happening here around Ramsey. One, we launched a podcast today called Real Estate the Ramsey Way. Brand new podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, the Ramsey Network app, wherever it is you get your podcast. And what it is, is the best of real estate calls from this show in a whole series that we developed into a podcast. So if you want specific real estate stuff uh, curated for you, jump it on there, check it out, Real Estate the Ramsey Way. Second thing is, one week from tomorrow, for most of you, October the 3rd is the launch date for the brand new Dr. John Deloney book. Uh, those of you that ordered one already, it will be shipped to where it lands at your place sometime right around then. Uh, it's called Building a Non-Anxious Life. We live in a very anxious world, anxiety-ridden world. And there is a way to build a life to deal with a lot of that. And uh, Dr. John has laid that out with the six daily choices to help you do that. It is a powerful book. Very proud of this book. It will be. uh, We've already sold a bazillion of them. It will come out as a number one bestseller, I'm sure, based on the numbers anyway. It's just crazy. So unless somebody just has an unbelievable blockbuster the same week and beats us out. But this thing's gone bananas. It's very popular. So $20 book. But if you pre-order it before launch date and uh, before October the 3rd, you'll get $75 in free bonus items, including the audio book and the e-book. So we're going to bribe you to buy it early. That's what it amounts to. So, because uh, it helps with the marketing, it helps us get all the numbers up, and that's perfect for us. We love we love being generous. So, building a non anxious life, Doctor John Deloney. You can get that at RamseySolutions.com in the store on the debt free stage, right outside my window, right here in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Brad is with us. Hey, Brad, how are you? Doing good today. Welcome. Good to have you. Where do you live? Uh, Eastern Iowa, just north of uh, Davenport, Iowa. Okay. 20 miles. Yeah, fun. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? 104000 I love it. How long did that take? Two years, eight months, eight days, almost to the hour. I love it. <laughs> uh, very cool. And what was your range of income during that two years, eight months, and eight days? 105, 110. Cool. What do you do for a living? So I've been into trades all my life. Um, I was a journeyman, sheet metal worker, stainless steel welder, and now I've taken some of those support skills, and I work for a commercial roofer. Oh, wow. Very so, good. Okay. Yeah, and doing well. Congratulations. Thank you. Good work. So what kind of debt was the 104000 It was uh, It was my home. Pretty yeah, simple. look at you with a paid-for house. A weird guy. <laughs> Welcome, man. 
Good Thank to you. have you. Good stuff. What's this house worth? So it's not a big number. It's only 155000 But yours? It's all mine. Yeah. Nobody else getting that. Nope. It's got zero payments. That's the only number we care about. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah, we've done detailed research. 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go, man. Good stuff. Well done, man. How's it feel to be free? So it feels awesome. Um, but one thing that um, when, when I went to make my final payment, mm-hmm. um, I was a little disappointed because there was no fanfare or party at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> no confetti and uh and you expected some huh? <laughs> i thought maybe they'd be a little excited too yeah yeah they yeah, didn't yeah. Care. they're kind of disappointed actually yeah. they they like seeing you around there yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so fun good for you yeah um, a buddy of mine is a country music guy around here wrote a hit song and when it hit they uh he had a farm at uh, farm bureau at the farm bank. What do you call it? farm credit? Farmers credit. Mm-hmm. And he went over and paid it off. And they said, "We'll see you." And he said, "No, you won't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you never see me again. I'm yeah. gone." <laughs> Good for you, man. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well done. So, what started you on this journey two years and eight months ago? So it started way before that. I've known about you for many, many years. Um, and I was married, and I got divorced. Four years ago, actually today, four mm. years ago today, after 37 years. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, I thought, you know, this is my opportunity to see if this stuff really works like I believe it will. It works. Yeah. It works. So I had nobody to answer to but myself. Nobody nobody you had to convince anymore, yeah? Nope. Yeah, I'm sorry for that, but I'm happy you did it. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. Wow. So two years after that, you decided, I'm going to pay off this house. Did you just have the mortgage at that point, no other debt? And you went, I don't need this thing hanging around anymore like a pet. Yeah. So when I got divorced, I didn't have any debt and uh, walked away with a little bit of cash and took your guys' advice, just wait a year at least till you do anything. Um, I only waited about eight months, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> it was hard to pull the trigger to let the cash go for the down payment. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I, I did the 15 year. I knew I wanted to pay it off early. Um, so that that first, not the first week after, but the week after that, I started making an extra 25 bucks a week extra payment. I went back into my budget that first month. Thought, well, I can squeeze out hundreds of dollars every week. And I had it down to where it was going to be about five and a half years. And I did FPU. Um, beginning of last year and I talked to uh, my coordinator Teresa Hart outside of class and um, because I was funding my 401k and IRA full 100% Mm -hmm. and um, not doing it the Ramsey way Mm -hmm. and I asked her is that the right thing to do at my age and she asked me one question she said why would you want that debt Mm. I said well I'm going to run some numbers in and uh, and I got it down to where I could have it paid off in about three and a half years. And I just kept squeezing the budget and got it down to two years and eight months. Mm-hmm. And um, Wow. You, you just you were living on nothing. I mean, you were throwing I 50K was. a year at this thing. Yeah. It, um, I mean, I was putting 65 to 80% of my monthly take-home pay to this mortgage. Wow. To get it done. I mean, there's, there's some weeks I take 50 bucks for groceries and the rest of it went to the, uh, to the mortgage. Yeah. Now that you're free, was it worth it? Oh, yeah. 
in spades. Do it again, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do it again. No, I said you would. You would if you had to. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm good with this house. Yeah. yeah. Paid for house, by the way. I yeah. Love I love it. Yeah. Well, congratulations, man. Thank you. Very. So cool. there's there's two other people I'd like to thank also while sure. I'm up here, and one is Tammy. She um she's a good friend, and <clears throat> when I would start to put these numbers together and start squeezing things down. Um, she was the one I would bounce things off of to make sure I wasn't forgetting something, make sure I was on the right track. And she, mm. she was a good friend. And then there's Becky. Um, she would just, she was actually my real estate agent when I bought the house and became mm-hmm. a good friend. And, mm-hmm. um, she'd check in every once in a while, just to make sure I was eating, on track. make sure you were well, eating. <laughs> yeah, she did that too. <laughs> yeah. He quit eating, but he got yeah. out of debt. <laughs> yeah. so, well, Way to go, eating. man. Well, it sounds like you got some good people in your cur- in your in your corner encouraging you. You yeah. got to have that. You got to have cheerleaders and yeah. people you trust that uh, that you trust love you enough to tell you the truth. Yep. And uh, that that's handy. So a good FPU coordinator. Yep. Good stuff. Very yep. good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So what's the next big thing? Um, going to start doing some work on the house. There you go. I, um, I I put a lot of stuff on hold. You know, and something broke or whatever. It, can I patch this together? Can I do it myself or whatever? And I need to go back through and just start updating some things. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll have a whole new place in a year or two then. I hope so. No payments in the world making a hundred and something thousand. Yeah. Yep. That's a pretty cool place to be. Yep. How old are you? 59. Yeah. So you're ready to go. Yep. Way to go, man. Thank you. So proud of you. Thank That's you. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Hey, we've got the live and give bundle for you. This is a baby steps millionaires book, which is your next stop. And, of course, the Total Money Makeover book and a Financial Peace University membership. And I'm sure you got good use for all of that with all these people in your life. So yeah. congratulations. I'm proud of you. Good, boun- you. good bounce back for you. Thank you. Gave you a good goal, and you turned it around beautifully. Very, very well done. All right, it's Brad in Davenport, Iowa area. 104000 paid off in two years and eight months. House and everything, making 105 to 110 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Yeah! I love it. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture today, Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors... They succeed. The version I like is in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Theodore Roosevelt said, The only man who never makes mistakes is the man who never does anything. That's true. I like the other one, Henry. I'm just keep adding to these today, but Henry Ford said, um, uh, Those who never make mistakes work for those of us that do. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. That one's very good. Very cool stuff. So, George, you have a blow up on a freaking car payment video on YouTube. It's like gone viral. It hit a nerve. Yeah, I mean, like uh, half a million views almost immediately. And all, what are you doing? You're just saying the same thing you've been stupid? saying, Dave. I said it more interestingly. I guess. That's true. You did <laughs> do that. Kidding. But yeah. So what, what did you say about car payments? Well, we walk through the numbers. You know, I like to look at the research and the facts, and I talk about the fact that auto loans have now surpassed student loan debt mm-hmm. as far as consumer debt goes, which blew my mind. $1.7 trillion. Yep, yeah. and there's 108 million auto loans out there in the U.S. alone. Okay. And there's not that many more adults in the U.S., which well, what, tells you what, most what people was, are What payment. was the shocking thing that made it go viral? 
Well, we've walked through the idea that if you invested that car payment, it could turn into millions of dollars. We talk about the idea that you're paying for this depreciating asset every month, and by the time you're done paying for it, that 40000 car, you paid 50000 for, and it's worth sixteen. At best. And not only – and here's the craziest part, Dave. It had the least amount of hatred of any of the videos we've ever done. 3,300 comments. Wow. And people from the car business. They started jumping in here, too. Positively. Yeah. This is crazy. One guy said, I've been in the car business for 49 years. He said, we joke out loud. It's not a car. It's a debt system. Cars have financed my life all these years. Your advice is 100% right on. I'm a finance manager at a car dealership. You're spot on. I see people making payments that are 40 or 50% of their paycheck just for status. I drive a Nissan Kicks that I paid 20K for, even though I can afford much more. This is the finance manager at the yeah, Nissan wow, dealership. Wow. That's Nissan dealership. Yeah. Whoa. This is wild. And all these folks, and I worked in the automotive industry for decades, did detailed consumer demographic research. The disturbing truth is the auto industry is addicted to the consumers you're describing. People lease or buy more than they can afford. They replace the vehicle sooner than they need to. And this industry enables this by financing, refinancing negative equity on traded vehicles. We get those calls all the time. Mm-hmm. We go, How are you that underwater? Well, I rolled over the negative equity and they're offering all the 0% financing which is paid for, by the way, by them increasing the transaction price. It's not a generous gift from the dealership. And so they're, they're saying... So where do, they find, where do they find your YouTube video? Oh, YouTube, I guess. You can just search Duh. George Camel on YouTube. The video is called, Why Is No One Talking About America's Wealth Killer? Is it on the George Camel Show? It's on the George Camel Show. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. okay. So this was a video that the team put together. It's 10 minutes long. And yeah. uh, of course, it's filled with snark and memes and research and humor and all that fun stuff. But... I just wanted to make one video to go, hey, if someone calls in, they go, why shouldn't I finance my car? I can just send them this link and go, here's why. There you go. Go watch this 10-minute video. Kevin is in Irvine, California. Oh, that's not Kevin. I pushed the wrong button. That's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How are you? George, I am one month ahead of you on the fatherhood train. Oh, congratulations. I'm a parenting no, expert I, now, uh, so let me know if you need any advice. Cool. One uh, month I into this. Twice as much experience as you do. That's dude. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, man. How can we help? So, so uh, related to being a father, I was just talking to our SmartVestor Pro about opening a 529 plan, and I said, "How? what's the yearly limit of what I can put in? He said, there isn't a yearly limit. I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to put in too much because what if our kid doesn't end up going to college? And he said, well, with the new rules, you can roll whatever isn't used for college right into your Roth IRA. And then I said, hang on, then why would I ever invest in anything except for the 529 if it's essentially a Roth IRA with no limits that I can get to early for educational purposes? It, it does have, limit. uh, it does it have limits on what you can roll to the Roth. It's 35000 and you can't do it. Oh, till the, you can't do it till the kid is thirty. I was missing. Yeah. You can't so there's some the stipulations. I was missing. Yeah. There's, okay. there's all kinds of restrictions on the rollover that make it not that good a deal. Yeah. And you can do okay. it. You can do it, but there's restrictions on it. And um, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would not overfund your five twenty nine. Today's world, I would underfund your five twenty nine. Gotcha. Okay. Be- because they prob- is, you, you, you probably are going to have other wealth, especially if you're following us, that you could pay cash for the, whatever they want to do for education. And, um, you know. We're talking about a two-month-old, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. The higher ed landscape is going to change so much in the next 18 years as the student loan epic failure debacle unfolds and pops this bubble. They have been overcharging for too long and it's come home to roost and people are not going to college in record numbers. Um, and that's going to drive the demand. The lack of demand is going to drive the price down and um, particularly for stupid degrees and that kind of stuff, which your kid wouldn't get, Kevin. But um, but anyway, the, so all of this to say the landscape's going to change dramatically on how we acquire knowledge in the coming 20 years. I'm not saying colleges are going away or going to become unimportant. They're just going to become less important, and they need to become less important. They've gotten out of control. So do you have some sort of guideline as to how much I should put into it then? Because my, my hope is to fund a bunch of it up front so that way it can grow a lot in the next 18 years. Yeah, I'd probably throw, uh, if you want to get really aggressive right now, throw ten grand in for a couple of years. That'll probably put you up around 100, 120 when it's done, if you never added anything to it. And um, talk to your Smart Investor Pro, run some calculations on it. But if you pop ten grand in two years in a row or something, you're probably done. And then other than that, cool. just go become wealthy, and it gives you other options for what you want to do with the kid. Cool. Well, yeah, you're you're going to be self-insured and an everyday millionaire. So, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to be in yeah. good shape. So, so yeah, that, I, I already put fifteen thousand in. So uh, you're saying just drop in another five and then call it good for the time being, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you, you cool. just I, all right. Then just watch what happens and see how it unfolds and. You know, calculate what twenty would become in eighteen years. I'm guessing it probably be hundred and forty or something like that, uh, and that's going to be more than enough for whatever. And you can supplement. You'll be able to supplement from there. And they may get scholarships, or they may, they may decide to do uh, coding. And uh, for ten grand, was what it costs right now to get a you know get a certification in coding, and you can make a hundred grand. So why you go spend five hundred thousand dollars for a thirty eight thousand dollar job anymore is crazy. So you wouldn't. So anyway. Not not against higher education. I'm just saying that the landscape is going to change. There's too much market pressure for it to do otherwise. So, good question. Congratulations on the new baby. It's exciting. Yeah, that's fun. So, uh, yeah, what are you going to do with old Mia's uh, at 529? Have you disclosing this yet? Uh, I mean, we're we're going to. My parents have already uh, generously offered to start it with oh, the starter that's money. Fun. So they're putting the seed money in there uh, instead of a normal gift. We got too much crap already around the house for this baby. It's amazing how much stuff a baby can accumulate with just gifts. And, uh, you need a minimalist baby. <laughs> so I'm like, give us money instead. This girl's going to be uh, doing it right. And again, like you're mentioning. We can cash flow the difference. If she happens, you know, to go to an expensive school and that's her dream and we've got the money, she's she's going to go to that school, Dave. Because like you said, she's got me wrapped around her finger already. No, definitely. She's she a, wants a horse. She's getting a horse, Dave. Just kidding. I have my boundaries. She's a week old. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I feel about horses. Uh, we're having a good Even time. George would get a <laughs> Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, you're going to get yourself in deep, deeper stuff here. So, hey, guys, holiday season's coming up. Uh, I need to remind you that we're doing something special. Uh, you, there's no reason for you to be in debt. Why don't, you, why don't you not go in debt for Christmas and start thinking about that now so you, like, did that on purpose? Because they announced this year Christmas is in December. It shouldn't be a surprise. So it doesn't sneak up on you or they anything. They tell us the date yet, the exact number? I mean, I know I know you got the skeletons out front of your house right now and the pumpkins, and we're talking about Christmas, but I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about you not going in debt for Christmas. So jump on to everydollar.com. They gave me a slash, 
everydollar.com slash Dave. I've been wanting a slash. About time you got your own website. Yeah. And now it's $65 for every dollar for an entire year, every dollar premium, and that connects to your bank. Now you can do the free version anytime you want, but this is the premium version for only 65 bucks. You can start right now. And if you're on the Every Dollar app, you can do Christmas without debt. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.